0: Good evening. Good evening, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad about it. Certainly uh, glad to see each of you in the room already. Amen. Glad that you are already here. Let me go ahead and give some, some Bible study shout outs. Helen Luster, Patrice, uh, Patricia McGee, God bless you. Shelva Moore, Marquise is here. Deborah Ledbetter is here. Linda Stewart, Mandy White, felicia williams christopher johnson god bless you good to see all of you i mean y'all are already here y'all are ready apparently to get into this word tonight amen sister coleman elvira god bless you good to see you brother bernard virgie butler god bless you shavella lane amen hey everybody it's so good to see everybody tonight and i thank god for your presence for your prayers and for always sticking with us and sticking by us, we know uh, that we continue to be in prayer during this time. It's a it's a it continues to be a, a a troubling and challenging time, but in and through all of this, God is going to be glorified. God is great, and He is greatly to be praised. So, thank you, thank you so much. For being with us for this bible study i do want to apologize for last week for the technical uh difficulties that we had we hope and pray uh that things will be better this week amen and to that to that to that extent let me say let me go ahead and and introduce someone to you uh you won't see him or hear him uh but we've got a new administrator uh who's working behind this you, you all remember the the wizard of oz you remember that show the wizard of oz the movie wizard of oz uh, there, there was somebody behind the curtain who was making that 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 wizard or the, that wizard do all that work uh well there's an administrator behind the curtain right now uh who's administrating this uh this technology for us and i thank god that he's now a part of our team we call him ta and so if you will in the comment section just welcome ta uh to the k chapel family uh and thank him and be for being a part of us and administrating uh, this call and and being a part of our technical staff, uh, he's going to be working with us uh, as our digital communications director. And so I welcome you aboard, T. A. Thank you for your hard work already. We're looking forward uh, to a great time. Listen, listen, I've got, I've got uh, some something I want to share with you guys. Uh, and before, let's see. Oh goodness, before I get to that, well, let me do this. I get to what I want to share, listen, we've got, we've got, you know, I love music and I love starting out our, um, our, our time with music, our time together in the word of God with music. And, and so rather than watch this, rather than going to Facebook or YouTube and playing something that we might get kicked off for doing with this wonderful music staff, we had, listen, listen, they're, they're down in the sanctuary right now. They're practicing and getting ready for Sunday's uh, service. Uh, and, and I butted in, I said, listen, guys, can y'all just, can y'all just bless us one time? Uh, and so can, can we see, can we, see, is Pat there with us, Pat? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Pat bless you, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being, listen, man, Before listen, I love you guys. Thank you for consenting to uh, come on tonight. I'm love interrupting you too, your forever. praise team. Yeah. I'm interrupting K you all. Uh, <laughs> but thank you all for, for, for being willing to do that. Listen, before you, before you bless us with music, as you always do, man, let me, let me thank you all for the awesome job that you have been doing since this all kicked off back in March uh, we've been at this now, going into eight months now, but you guys have been have been steady. You've been a solid rock through all of this, and I appreciate you guys the 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 ministry of music that you provide for us weekly. It's phenomenal, and and we've just been we've started archiving you guys' music because it's just that good. It's just that good. Wow, I listen to wow. y'all's music weekly. I mean, after we finish the service, I go to that site and I play it in my car uh, for that whole week. So thank you guys for what you guys been doing, man. It's, it's a beautiful ministry.
1: Well, to God be the glory. We, um, we're doing what we're called to do. Uh, we, we love what we do and, 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 and actually we do what we do because it's in us. And, mm. uh, if, if we don't, I, I mean, me personal, I feel if I don't do it, I'll die. Uh, there's, mm. there was a book that was written called, um, the the purpose of what what is the the life of a purpose-driven life or something to that effect, well it has my life has purpose through music ministry, uh, but not only through music and and many different other ways we have some teachers we have some administrators I mean all walks of life in in the music ministry as well as the church, you know not just not just this this way but but in many ways uh, so yeah. uh, I just feel like if if I can help somebody as i yeah. pass
0: along then my living is will not be in vain amen amen yeah, yeah. Well, a phenomenal staff uh the the other um instrumentalists carol and and justin and and uh lamond and and ken oh, yeah. i mean oh, you yeah. guys uh, you guys are just a cut above everybody else in, in in the city of jackson and state of mississippi we are blessed uh, to have you guys as a part of our ministry here, and uh, I'm going to get out of the way and let you all bless us, or let you bless us, because uh, the praise okay. team, I think, is uh, can't can't get in that shot right there. So uh, right, why don't right. you why don't you go ahead and bless us with a song this this evening?
1: Okay, let's see. Uh... When I've lost
2: my direction. You're the compass for my way. You're the fire and light when the nights are long and cold. In sadness, you are my laughter that shadows all my fears. When I'm all alone, your hand is there to hold. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you you're the heart of my contentment hope for all I do Jesus you're the center of my joy you are why i find pleasure in the simple things in life you are my music in the meadows and the streets the voices of the children my family And my home You are the source and finish Of my highest dream Hey, 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 Jesus You're the center of my joy All that's good and perfect I know it comes from you You're the heart of my contentment Oh for all I do Jesus you are the center of my joy oh jesus you are the center of my joy when i'm lonely and i'm feeling sad you are the my heart all day long Jesus oh you are you're the center of my joy oh Jesus you're the center of my joy my joy
0: Bless you bless you pat thank you so much brother i appreciate you man thank you for everything you do all of our music team listen the, people may not know this but pat and i we go back to so. college and uh we've been singing together uh since since way back in 90 92 93 no 90 yeah uh, yeah 92 93 94 in that yeah. area so I, i'm glad that god has has, has seen fit to uh to bring us back together and yes. minister uh, to the people of God in this way. Love you, brother. Thanks for everything you do, man. You
2: too. You too. God bless. Good night. Well,
0: listen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this day. For truly, you are the center of our joy. God, we thank you that we, in you, can do all things. Without you, we can do nothing. But in you, we can produce much fruit. So, God, we pray now that our time together would be spent in you and you in us. And as such, that the fruit from our lives would be that which best exemplifies who you are to the world. Keep us now by the presence and power of your spirit. We ask it in Jesus' name. For his sake we pray, amen and amen. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. All right, all right. I pray that blessed you all and uh, we're gonna go ahead and get into the word. As as you recall on last week, we did have some some difficulties, but uh, uh, hopefully you had a chance to look at some of the scriptures that I gave you uh, on last week to remind you about the feet of the believer. We talked about the feet being uh, shod with the preparation of the gospel, uh, that that our, we need to be ready to give an answer. We need to be ready to talk about our testimony. I shared with you some of my testimony on last week, and hopefully you've had an opportunity to think about uh, your own testimony, the goodness of God in your life, when God uh, made himself uh, present, known uh, in your life, when you remember the Lord talking to you, what he's done for you. Somebody said, uh, the only reason you got a test is so that you could have a testimony. And so uh, know, know your testimony. Don't worry about your testimony being uh, something that, that that excites people. Uh, just make sure it's yours and if it's yours and you tell it uh, the way God did it for you, it will do for others what it's supposed to do. It will meet others. Uh, that it's supposed to meet when it's supposed to meet them. So don't worry about it sounding as good and as grand as somebody else. Just tell it the way it happened and it will be a blessing uh, for someone else. Then we talked about feet uh, running, fleeing. Uh, The passages of scripture that I gave you said that that we need to make sure that our feet are not running towards sin, but rather away from sin. Uh, That we aren't running towards, watch this, our old life but we're running away from our old life we're running away from the things of our past um or the ways of our past rather we'll say it that way uh and 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 let me let me let me say it this way let me say this because uh j- just when i said running away from our past you know we should we should hopefully learn from our past right hopefully we should learn uh what god the lessons that god intends for us to learn and our past should not be something that we're necessarily running from because the past can actually the past can actually be an entry road into evangelizing others there's some people, watch this, there's some people who don't want to hear about your present until they know about your past. Some people don't want to hear about your holy life, H-O-L-Y, until they know about the holes you've been in, right, the, 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 the things that you've been through. And so when I say running away from your past, I don't mean that from the standpoint of trying to distance yourself from, from from what life was in the sense of you being ashamed of it. I'm saying distance yourself from it uh, in the sense of you no longer practicing it, you no longer living it, you no longer having that as a part of your present experience. Uh, but anything in your past, uh, you ought to be able, amen, to talk about it from the standpoint of, but the Lord. You ought to have some, but the Lord testimonies, what the Lord delivered you from, how the Lord brought you out, Lord bringing you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so if anybody wants to bring up your past, guess what? Uh, Don't be ashamed of it because that's a testimony of what God has done for you and how God has blessed you to bring you to where you are now. Yeah, you can bring up my past. But but that's all right. That that's what I used to be. And if watch this, if you want to bring up my past to to try to to try to embarrass me, right? If if you've lived a life a past life and and someone wants to bring that up to try to embarrass you or or make you out to be less, no, you know what? Your response ought to be, yeah, that was me. Uh, and and guess what? The the songwriter. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the gospel songwriter now. I'm talking about that other songwriter. Said, uh, she said, I. That person doesn't live here anymore. You know the song I'm talking about. I don't remember the title, but but you know the song I'm talking about. I, I, I don't live here anymore. And, and you can go knocking on that door if you want to. That's in my past. And the only time I bring up that past, watch this, is to be a testament and a testimony to somebody else to say, look at what the Lord can do. If he did it for me, he can do it for you. All right? So with that being said, let me, let me go ahead and try to get into, amen, try to get into our lesson for tonight. Uh, th- th- We've talked about, watch this now, we've talked about the mouth, the tongue of the believer. We've talked about the hands. We've talked about the feet. Tonight, tonight, we want to talk about the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. You got your Bibles? Turn with me to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 2. Uh, verses three through eight, Philippians chapter two, verses three through eight. There you will find these words. Uh, The writer writes, Paul, this is Paul's writing to the church at Philippi. He writes, let nothing be done through strife or or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind of the cross. Now, out of those those verses, I want you to concentrate, I want you to zero in on verse number three. Verse number three says, again, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Paul says, listen, as a believer, you don't need to think your own thoughts. You need to think the thoughts of Christ. You need to take on the ways of Christ. You need to take in the language of Christ. You need to take on the attitude and the disposition and the ways and the mannerisms and and all of that that exemplifies Christ. Let that mind become yours. Such that, watch this, so that when people get on your nerves, and you know people will get on your nerves, that you don't respond the way you want to respond, but that you take on the mind of Christ and you respond the way Christ would. Amen. This is going to be a good lesson, (laughs) that you would respond the way Christ would respond. When, 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 people, when people do things that aggravate you, that agitate you, that get on your last nerve, that you don't respond the way you would respond in your own flesh, but that you would have the mind of Christ, that you would think, how would Christ handle this? How would Jesus deal with this? How would Jesus respond in this in this situation in this scenario? all right? So we're going to talk about the mind of Christ. If you're gonna take on the mind of Christ, we have to then know, well, if I'm gonna think like Jesus if I'm gonna if I'm gonna embody if, if Christ is going to embody me and I'm going to become the hands and feet of Christ, I'm gonna be the mouthpiece of our of our Lord and Savior, then then what kind of mind, did Jesus have? Number one, here it is, point number one, Jesus had a mind to serve, a mind to serve, a mind to serve. Matthew, in Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter number 23, verse 10 through 12, uh, Jesus, Jesus, uh, here is, well, let's just read it. Let's just read it first. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ, but he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoso shall exalt, whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. He that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Watch that verse 11. Look at it. He that is greatest among you shall be your what? Your servant. Jesus, Jesus chose 12 disciples to walk with him, to become his followers. He chose them. He said to them, you follow me. There's, there's a great lesson in that right there. I heard I heard a, another preacher talk about it recently. He said, um, uh, notice that those who were closest to Jesus, who were, who were those 12, uh, he said to them, follow me. He pursued them. Right. He, he went after them. He said to them, I want you to be in relationship with me. Now, watch this. After they consented to being in relationship with him and following him and accepting him as Lord and Savior, that wasn't enough. Several things that Jesus required of them. Number one, he said, if you're going to follow me, you have to deny yourself. Right. He said, you got to deny yourself. You watch this. You come after me, but you can't come bringing all of yourself. You can't come bringing all of your flesh. You got to deny yourself. In other words, who you are, you've got to take on and become something else. Now, this is the stuff that nobody likes to deal with in the church. We like to think we can come as we are and we can stay as we are. Amen, somebody. Just as I am. We've seen the song, we come to, folk come down the aisle, you know, I'm coming just as I am, right? And glory be to God, you can come as you are, but there is nothing that tells us that we can stay as we are. There is supposed to be a change that takes place in our lives after we come to Christ, and He demands it and requires it of everybody. You don't get to hold on to your stuff. And follow Christ. If you're going to be a follower of Christ, you've got to be willing to deny yourself. To deny, nobody likes to, this is the stuff that nowadays, if you start talking about that, denying yourself, people would be like, no, that's 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 old, that's old, folky, you know, thought. No, don't deny yourself. No, be be yourself, be your authentic self. And Jesus says, no, your authentic self is the stuff that gets you in trouble. You need to become something else. (laughs) Amen, somebody. I'm talking good. You just ain't saying nothing. You you need to deny, right? And watch this. This this doesn't mean, watch this. This doesn't mean, this doesn't mean that, that you become ashamed of who you are and what you are. What it says is, Lord, I recognize that who I am is not who you want me to be. And I'm willing to deny what I have settled for good God Almighty. I've settled for who I am and what I have become, and I've settled thinking that that's all I can be, right? And so I'm willing, watch this, to deny thinking that this is all that I can be. God, Christ, wants more from me. He wants more of me, and he's willing to pour more of himself into me if I'm willing to pour of myself outside of me. My God, my God. If I'm willing to let go of who I am, he's willing to come in and make me who I ought to be. So come as you are, but don't stay as you are. Don't stay as you are. That's the first thing. He says, deny yourself. It is take up your cross, right? And I'm gonna get to that later. There's the idea of suffering. But then he says, and follow me, All right? Now, what does following him mean? Following him means that number one, I've got to take on this mind to serve. And one of the great points that Jesus teaches these 12 disciples is that if you're gonna follow me, you cannot, watch this, you cannot be looking for the big seat. If you're gonna follow me, You cannot, watch this, you cannot look for people to serve you. You must be willing to serve others. If you're going to follow me, he says, if you got to take on my mindset, my mentality. And Jesus proves this over and over again, that he being the sovereign Messiah was not was not willing to remain untouchable, right? He becomes a servant. You remember when? You remember when? When? When they are uh, having the Last Supper, the Passover meal. Jesus, watch this. Jesus girds himself. The text says with a towel. He takes water in a bowl. And he begins washing the feet of his disciples. Jesus, God incarnate, washed feet. And you think you too big to serve? Mm-mm. Jesus says, "No. If you're gonna be my follower, you can't. You can't have this air of superiority." You can't come to people like you're bigger than them and greater than them and hold your nose down at them. No, if if you if you're going to be my follower, you got to recognize that we that all of you, he says, all of you are going to be saved. Watch this under the shadow of the cross. God, deliver me from proud Christians people who, who think too highly of themselves. Jesus says, you've got, to, you've got to bring it down. You've got to be willing to serve. you got to be willing to serve. And if you're willing to serve, he says, watch this, before you know it, if you're willing to serve, before you know it, you'll, you'll start becoming that thing watch this not because not because not because you deserve it but because being a servant just puts you watch this it makes people appreciate you all the more and you will become something in people's eyesight just because you were willing to serve you want to be great martin luther king said that in one of his speeches you want to be great Everybody can be great, he says, because everybody can serve. So that's number one. You got to have a mind to serve. And back in back in back in uh our text back in Philippians, it, back in Philippians, at, that lesson text, chapter two, Philippians chapter two, if you look back at verse six and seven, and TA, this is what I do sometimes. This is TA's first night with me. So he, you know, I, I skip around sometimes. So if you can find me where I am, uh, back in Philippians chapter two, verses six and seven, it says who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself no reputation and took up on him the form of a servant, the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. He took upon him the form of a servant. He, he watch this. He was, he was God, but he became a servant and he did it for you and for, and for me. And so if God in in incarnate could serve, certainly we aren't too big to be able to serve others. So that's number one, the mind of Christ. Number two, number two, we have to have a mind to forgive. Here we go, y'all. You gotta have a mind to forgive. It's interesting. Listen, Jesus taught about forgiveness, several passages. I, you know, there's a passage comes to mind when Jesus talks about um, uh, Peter Peter is the one who who asked the question lord how how many times seven times how many times should I forgive seven times and then Jesus says to him no I'll try 70 times seven Jesus teaches his disciples about forgiveness but in my opinion there is probably no greater lesson on forgiveness that Jesus teaches than when he is on the cross dying. Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Jesus is on the cross dying. He is looking at the ones who are responsible for his death. And while dying, Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He's looking at the very ones who were responsible for him being up there in the first place. And in some of his last breath, he utters a prayer of forgiveness. Listen, if Jesus could forgive while dying, you ought to forgive while living. See, see, some of you, some of you, some of you have been holding on to stuff way too long and and he, i'm 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 going to try not to talk too much about this tonight because my sermon uh this coming sunday it really touches on this a lot uh but but this season that we're in where we have been socially distanced from each other um for some of us if we aren't careful we will further isolate ourselves from people and get okay with not being in relationships. See, the, 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 the thing that nobody's talking about is the fact that some of you are using this as a reason for not being in touch with people that you ought to be talking to. Preach Buckley. See. And, and. And and there's some folk. You should have been making contact with. All while this was. I'm talking to you. You should have been making contact with. You should have been calling. Listen. Listen. Uh, you have learned how to do Facebook. YouTube. You learn how to get on Zoom. You learn how to do all kind of video conferencing, and with all the technology that you've learned, there's some folk you have still avoided. Preach Buckley. There's some folk you should have been video chatting and getting some of this stuff out and and over with and deciding, you know what? We've, We've been fighting about this too long. And while we are socially distanced, amen somebody you you ought to be using this as an opportunity to reconcile some relationships I mean how much is it to how 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 much is it i mean since since you really couldn't stand seeing them in person now now you can see them through a camera and you can have a conversation now right you see y'all don't want to get real <laughs> the mind to forgive if you hadn't learned anything in these 7 or 8 months that we've been apart one thing you ought to have learned by now is life is short and some of the stuff we've been arguing about ain't that serious some of the stuff we've been holding on to is not that important And if you don't recognize anything in these seven or eight months we've been apart, you ought to recognize we need each other. I'm going to try not to give away my sermon, but uh, we need each other, man. We, We do. We need each other. Father, forgive them. If nothing else, you ought to be praying in your heart lord give me give me the capacity to forgive those who have offended me once and for all to to let this go to to not to not let this be something that continues to be a root in my heart that causes me to be in this rupt- disrupted fellowship with my brother and with my God, with my sister and with my God. So I got to have a mind to forgive. I got to have a mind to forgive. There's some of you on this line right now. I'm not going to call your names. I could, but there's some of you on this line right now. And you know, there's some relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so la- last week I told you about the the importance of silence. Th- that was an I- I'm going to be silent for just a minute because you need to think about. I mean, you don't need to think about who. You just need to think about why. Why have you refused to repair this relationship and we 7 and 8 months in to socially distanced realities. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Yeah. What are you, What are you waiting What are you waiting on? Why, why, Christian? Why, Holy Ghost Field believer? Why have you not picked up the phone? Why have you not sent a text message, an email, just to even open the door and say, hey, just just thinking about you. I know we're not where we used to be, but you're on my mind just thinking about you. I pray you will. What would it take for you to do that? Come on. Come on, believer. Come on, Christ follower. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna leave you alone because you 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 think I'm talking about you. I'm gonna leave you alone. Amen. I'm looking at the comments now. Y'all didn't get real quiet. Y'all ooh, y'all didn't get quiet. Y'all ain't saying nothing. All right. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Thirdly, thirdly, thirdly. Here we go. Here we are. Thirdly, a mind to defend the weak. A mind to defend the weak. That's that's what Jesus Jesus really. When you look at his ministry. When you look at his ministry, Jesus did not align himself with the powerful. He aligned himself with the marginalized, the powerless, the oppressed, not the oppressor. He aligned himself with people who were mistreated, people who were overlooked, people who were forgotten, people who were forsaken, the untouchables, the weak. And Jesus had a mind not only to associate and align himself with them, but to actually defend them. Passage comes to mind in John, John chapter eight. This is where Jesus um, uh, has been met with uh, a a mob. Yeah, a mob of men (laughs) who have brought a woman caught in adultery. a mob of men who have brought to him a woman caught in adultery. I'm going to say it again for dramatic effect. A mob of men who have brought to him a woman caught in adultery. Of course, the question is, where is the other man? But you know, we tend to protect our own kind that's a story that's a sermon by itself here here are these men who 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 bring to jesus not the couple caught in this sexual entanglement but the woman ready to prosecute and persecute her they had rocks in their hands ready for the judgment ready to stone her to death. Jesus, the text, you read it, John chapter eight, Jesus stoops down and starts writing in the sand. Nobody knew what he was writing, or at least the gospel writer didn't know what he was writing because he didn't say what he was writing. But by the time he finished, by the time he finished, and by the time he had finished not only writing in the sand, but watch this writing in the hearts of, of the accusers, because look at the question he asked them. He said, who among you, who among you, yeah, <laughs> you who are holding them rocks in your hands ready to st- stone this person to death, which one of you hadn't, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, we're like that. we we, we quick, we quick to, to point fingers and cast judgment on people, and, and we've done the same stuff. Who among you is without sin? They drop their rocks. The woman who is, who is clearly thinking she's about to be stoned to death and is probably balled up in fetal position, uh, ready to, to, to accept the, the judgment for her sin. She's not feeling any stones being pelted upon her body. Jesus looks at her and says to her, woman, where are thy accusers? Where are your accusers? He says, I don't see them. They're gone. And Jesus says, and neither do I accuse you. He defend. he covered her. He covered her. He defended her. When everybody, when everybody was ready to assault her and, and 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 hurt her and persecute her and prosecute her, Jesus defended her. And what I need to tell you is that as a believer, we had we need to have a mind that's ready to defend people who are being hurt. Defend the weak. We aren't supposed to be bullies. There are enough of those in the world. There are enough bullies in the world. We know them. We see them every day. We're not supposed to be of that ilk and of that kind or, or in that vein. We're supposed to be the ones who come about, see those who are being attacked, those who are being bullied, those who are being hurt and oppressed and talked about, and be willing to defend. If you join the mob, what kind of believer are you? If you join in with those who are talking about somebody, what kind of believer, what kind of Christian are you? Good God Almighty. No, the mind of Christ is, is that we come along and we stand up. For those who are weak, we stand up for those who are being accosted, assaulted, attacked. We stand up for the weak, and we got to have a mind to defend, a mind to defend the weak. Amen. Amen. I'm I'm, going to wrap it up. I got three more. I got three more. Here it is. I love this one. Listen, listen. You're going to take on the mind of Christ. You're going to take on the mind of Christ. You have to have a mind that's willing to be bothered. A mind to be bothered. (laughs) Watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, Bothered is in quotes there. Why? Because I'm using that word straight from the text itself. This is where Jesus um, uh, has been uh, asked by Jairus uh, to come and heal his daughter who, who is sick. Jesus is on his way to heal Jairus's daughter but in the process of going to Jairus's house he is met with a woman uh, who has an issue or is bleeding, has an issue of blood. It is in that exchange where uh, you read it, you remember uh, she touches him, she presses her way through the crowd, she touches him. Uh, Jesus asks the question, who touched me? Uh, the disciples then engage in a conversation with Jesus. How, how, how? Why would you ask who touched you? All these people here, we don't know who touched you. Jesus says, "No, I felt virtue leave out of me." He looks at the woman, finds her, and, and says, "Thy faith, right, right, has made thee whole." And so now, now this woman who has been uh, bleeding for twelve years, right, suddenly is healed. Beautiful story. The problem is. Is that in the midst of her healing, the person that Jesus was on his way to heal dies. The girl, the daughter, Jairus' daughter dies. And while in conversation with the woman, somebody comes up to Jairus and tells him, whispers in Jairus' ear, "Your daughter is dead. Don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter is dead. That's that. That's the message that Jairus gets. Quit bothering Jesus. It's no. It's no use now. I mean, if if you have him come to your house now, you're just bothering him because your daughter is already dead. Don't bother him anymore. And what I need you to see here is that Jesus Jesus has a mind to be bothered. In other words, in other words, the thing that 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 we look at as being bothersome, Jesus says, "Watch this, bring it to me. Bring it to me." And as believers, we've got to be willing, watch this, to take on other people's burdens, a mind to share other people's burdens, a mind to share other people's sorrows, a mind to be bothered. Right? That that if somebody's having a bad day and they need to talk, that guess what? You can talk to me. I got. Oh, I don't want to be a bother. Ain't no bother. I got time. I got time. See, that's the thing right now. Nobody has time for anybody. We're so we so we're so busy. We got to do this, that, and the other. We got to go here and there. But but as a believer, we have to have a mind to be bothered, a mind to say, you know what? What's, What's important to you and what's happening in your life is important to me. The problem that you have, that's important to me. And guess what? I'll take time to listen to you. I'll take time to comfort you. I'll take time to counsel you. I'll take time to advise you. I'll take time to pray with you. I'll take time to console you. Don't worry about it bothering me. That's what I'm here for, to share your burdens. I feel that, y'all. See, and so having the mind of Christ is having a mind that says, whatever's bothering you as a believer, it bothers me whatever's on your heart as a sister or as a brother in Christ it's on mine too people mm. people should not have to go through life by themselves carrying burdens by themselves as long as believers are in the world there should be somebody helping to bear burdens so the question is watch this the question is whose burdens are you helping to bear whose burdens are you helping to share all right last 10 minutes here we go a mind to suffer a mind to suffer luke chapter 9 verse 21 and 22 luke chapter 9 21 and 22 says and he straightly charged them and commanded them to tell no man to tell, uh, no man that thing saying the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain and raised on the third day. This is when, this is when Jesus has asked the question to his disciples, those 12 men who he, who he pursued relationship with. He says to them, ask them, Whom do men say that I am the son of man I am right. And, and Peter Gives the answer, the right answer, finally saying, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. That's what Jesus straightly charges them and commands that they tell no man that thing just yet, saying that the son of man must do what? Must suffer many things. I, here's what you got to see, that Jesus understood that part of his assignment in the world would include suffering. He understood it. He didn't deny it. He accepted it. And as his followers, you've got to understand that in this world, you're going to suffer. Quit trying to get out of it. It's part of our assignment, suffering. I know we don't like it. I know we don't look forward to it, but it is the reality. Jesus says, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, right? There is a shallness. Of suffering, you shall suffer. Persecution, you shall suffer. So try quit trying to get out of suffering. There, 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 listen. I believe, hear me and hear me well. I believe in the power of God to heal. This week, this week, we're going to be talking about the oil. In, in your Kate altar box. I hope you, I pray, I pray that God, I pray that that has been blessing you. I pray that you are digging deeper into God's word uh, with with the water and the light and allowing those symbols to, to really speak to you as you dig deeper into your sanctuary with God. This week, we're gonna be talking about oil and I believe in the power of God to heal. I believe uh, that, that, that the word tells us to anoint if there is sick among you, Uh, let the elders pray for them, anointing them with oil. I believe in that, okay? And I believe that God heals. I believe in miracles, okay? I also believe, I also believe that for some, there is an assignment of suffering and some of it will include sickness, taking up your cross and following him, right? That's a suffering. And Jesus is clear about it. If you're going to follow him, there's some suffering involved. There's a cross you're going to have to bear. There's a cup that you're going to have to drink from. There's a thorn that's going to be lodged in your f- There's suffering. So quit trying to use faith to get out of what, Jesus told you, you're going to have to deal with. Faith is to help you deal with what you're going through. I could preach that right now, but I got another point to get to. And I got some praying to do in these last six minutes. Listen, these last six minutes, go ahead, go ahead. If you got prayer requests, go ahead and start populating the chat line right now with your prayer request, okay? Who you want us to pray for uh, tonight, go ahead and start putting those names uh, in the chat and we'll get to them. Uh, This last point, this last point, here it is. A mind, if you're gonna take on the mind of Christ, you gotta take on a mind to do good. Here it is, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing what? Good, doing good, a mind to do good, a mind to do good. Uh, um, um, my wife, my wife, uh, uh, love my wife. She, 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 uh, she is the sweetest, I mean for real. I mean for real for real. Um she comes up with just stuff to do to just to just bless people. This morning, this morning, she had me to 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 deliver something to somebody. Um and I said, "Why why are you giving that to them?" Cuz just because Just a mind to do good. No special occasion, no, you know. I heard somebody say this, and I I love this. And I'm going to try to adopt this. You ought to live to make somebody else's day. I'm going to say that again. You ought to live to make somebody else's day. Go ahead and go ahead and text and tweet that because because that's something we need to start living by. You ought to live to make somebody else's day. How can you what can you do to make somebody smile today? What can you do to make somebody's burden a little bit lighter tomorrow? Live to make somebody else's day. I'm through. I'm through. We got three minutes, y'all. I'm through. I'm through. I pray that the lesson was a blessing to you. Let me get to my comments. Amen. Um, God bless you. God bless you. I pray it was a blessing to you. Let's see. Uh, T.A., do we have any prayer requests that we can lift up this uh, this evening? Amen. Pray for my husband, Will, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Takeda. We will do just that. Praying for Will. Uh, Sister Young, praying for the Young family. God bless you. We will do just that. Amen uh, Felicia Williams praying for you and your family. God bless you, Felicia. Thank you for lifting that up. We will do that. Ruby Davis. Amen. We will pray for you and for your family as well. Diane Snow praying for our schools and for our country. God bless you. Amen. Listen, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let me keep that up for just a second, praying for schools and, and for our country. Um, um, uh, listen, our young people, our young people, our young people are having it tough. I need you to hear this. Our young people, our, our school, our young people are having it tough. Um, don't let the smiles fool you. Um, this socially distanced stuff uh, is a challenge, a real challenge, for them in their in their uh, academics, but also in their social worlds. It's a challenge, y'all, and we got to be praying for them, but we also got to be checking up on them hear me, hear my heart. Listen, check up on your child. Even when they say everything's okay, go back, go back again, go back again. Amen. Pray with them. Look them in the eye. If their eyes don't look right, find out what's going on. And if you need to stay up all night with them, stay up all night with them until you can uh, get them help in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing things. I'm hearing a lot of different things with children being stressed, children uh, having a hard go at it. So let's pray for our kids. Let's pray for our, our schools. Amen. There are other there are others uh, lifting up prayer. Prayer for uh, Pastor. Pray for the Bell family. God bless you. We will do just that. Amen. Praying for Stephen, individuals in search of a job post COVID. Amen. God bless you. We will do just that. Amen. Praying for Charlotte Johnson. All right, Sister Taps. God bless you and praying for the family all and we will continue. We may not get all of them up on the screen tonight, uh, but we will certainly and you know that I will go back uh, and look at all these comments uh, and and pray, pray for each and every one of them. Sister Langford, I see it. Uh, praying for your family growing stronger in God. Amen. Let me pray for you all right now. and You can continue to just uh, pop those up uh, uh, in, in our prayer time. Let's pray you all. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you now that uh, you hear and you know our what's on our hearts. You know what's on our minds. You know what we stand in need of. And so God, right now, by your spirit, every prayer request that's being lifted up, every person who's who's putting up prayer requests in this chat room, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, touch. You know you know all too well what we stand in need of. God, right now, I'm praying a special prayer for our children, for the challenges that they face. God, you know You know where they hurt. You know, oh God, where there are feelings of isolation, feelings of depression so, God, right now, by your spirit, I pray, God, that you would just be a healing presence in our children's lives. Touch them now. Surround them now. Keep them in your care, oh God. Let no harm befall any of them in the name of Jesus. God, we pray your hedge and your hand around them right now in the name of Jesus. Touch them, O oh God. Keep them safe. Bless our parents, oh God, open their eyes that they may see their children and know of any warning signs and be aware of any warning signs so that they can get the help that they need in the name of Jesus. Grant it now, open our ears that we might hear, oh God, hear what's being said beyond the words in the name of Jesus. God bless now all who have been touched by COVID-19. God, we pray for healing right now in the name of Jesus. Heal, oh God, heal our land, heal our state, heal our communities of this violence, of these homicides, of this recklessness. In the name of Jesus, do it now as only you can. God, we love you and we adore you. And we ask it to be done now in the mighty name of Jesus for every name that is being lifted up for every issue, for every situation that is being typed into this chat. Oh God, bless it now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Listen, before we go, before we go, let me tell you, let me tell you, I know, I know that it's been seven, eight months since we've been here. We are planning for the first time, for the first time, a parking lot praise worship service for the fourth Sunday, the last Sunday of this month, the last Sunday of this month, October, the last Sunday of October, we're having our first parking lot praise service here at K-Chapel. Two services, one at 10 a.m., one at 12 noon, 10 a.m. and 12 noon. We want you to stay in your vehicles. Amen. We're going to do our best to make sure that everybody has a good spot and can see. Uh, We're trying to have a video wall installed so that even if you're having to park in in the other parking lots, that there will be a large uh, screen and you'll be able to see everything. But we want to bring everybody that we can uh, to the parking lot for this service, Parking Lot Praise. Fourth Saturday, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 noon right here at Cade Chapel. We want you to stay in your vehicles this time. Amen. Stay in your vehicles. We're going to work some things out and see if we can do some things a little bit differently. But for this time, we're going to stay in our vehicles. You can lower your windows. But this is our first parking lot praise. I want to see y'all. I want to see y'all. I want to see y'all. Amen. Come on. Let's put some thumbs up. I want to see y'all. Fourth Sunday fourth Sunday of this month. Last Sunday of this month, we're going to have communion. We're going to have worship and praise. We're going to have our praise team. We're going to have the stage up. We're going to have we're gonna have everything because I want to see y'all. And I told them to spare no expense because I want to see y'all. Oh my God, it's going to be good. So last Sunday of this month, 10 a.m. and 12 noon. We'll see you then. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. God bless you. Love you. Good night.